Hey everybody, welcome back for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I am your host, Barrett Dudley, and I'm here in the Lodge, the Wash Media Studios. And after a longer hiatus than we usually like, we're back and it feels really good. And uh, as a special treat after this this couple week delay, I've got an awesome guest. Uh, welcome back to the man, the legend, Pat Allen. You know him better, you might know him better as DJ Boo Bear. There it is. <laughs> he's the man behind one of our favorite brands here, Uniform LA. And he's back to talk shop. What's up, Pat? Glad to have you back. Glad to be here. Yeah. A little, little disappointed that uh, Beaumont's finest couldn't be with us. Today. I know. I know. Phil is, uh, he's, a certified, he's a certified grind boy now. And mm. he's out there just, he's, he's slanging uh, Jägermeister to, to, all, <laughs> to all the bars that need it. He's, he's got quotas to hit. <laughs> bring back that uh jägermeister wave the jäger bombs that's what yeah that's that's he's been tasked with with that that's his mandate from from republic they said jägermeister the sales they've been dipping for too long now we got to get this stuff back up you know here's here's 18 cases of it you get you gotta you gotta sell this stuff 18 pallets actually i think it was that they've got the right guy perfect guy for the job he is he totally is um yeah. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, here's what happened. You saw that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian announced that they were officially dating. You texted me. You were like, yo, I got it. We got to talk about this. Let me let me jump back on. 100%. <laughs> I had no idea those two people were dating. <laughs> now, uh, what about uh, what about Taylor Swift's uh, Taylor's version of Red? Are you are you neck deep in that album? That's really that's really what you want to talk about, <laughs> right? It. I'm very, I'm very insular, uh, Barrett. I I learned most of my pop culture facts from listening to the pod. Are you, you, so you mean you're telling me that you're not playing the 10 minute version of All Too Well at your DJ gig tonight? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> That's when, when you need a when you need like a break when you when you need to go you know <laughs> brew some tea. Uh, that that's what you do. You just put on the ten minute all too well. I don't I don't know what your I don't know what the venue or the gig is tonight. Do you still do you, are you still you're DJing tonight, right? I am. Yes. Yeah, but um, whatever it is, I like I can almost guarantee that putting on that song will be a hit. All right. As soon as we get <laughs> off, I'm downloading it first thing. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have you back. There's, um, this is obviously you you were on a little over a year ago and, uh, and after you joined this podcast, I I think your business really took off. So you're welcome for, for the, the business success that you've had over the last 12 months. It seems, it seems like, uh, like club cool is, is due all of the credit. For sure. I I appreciate y'all. Club Cool fam, I see you. I sent you over earlier today. A uh, yeah, yeah. Club, Club Cool uh, shouts, alum shouts member, Cole. yeah. Cole Stanley just posted a YouTube review. Big yep. shout out to C Stan. Um, go check that out. Um. So yeah, we're we're I I, I don't even know where to start. It really has been uh, a successful year for you. Um. I I guess l- l- let me ask you this: Did you ever get that washer and dryer? Not yet, no. but we we've got big moves coming in January. Okay, we should have our own washer and dryer. You're leveling up, double double pane windows. Oh man, yeah, well, all how, the fixes. How about those Erewhon smoothies? Are you buying one anytime you want now? 
No, not yet. Not yet. But I drive by and I'm like, one day, one day. On paper, I think I could afford those now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But in real life, we're still we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so so I think it was October last year. The uh, the artist tee, I'm wearing one today. By the way, this is the washed olive. This is a compliment getter, man. I, I had this on last weekend and uh, it apparently makes my it makes my eyes pop. Really? Yeah, yeah. It makes them look real green. So it's I, I was getting I was getting compliments on this. Now it was my looks- mom giving me the compliment, but <laughs> <laughs> looks great on but you. Still, but still, you know, it's 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 fire. Thanksgiving hit. There was so the artist tee, you you've you've iterated on that a couple of different times with multiple colors. You did the heavyweight one. And uh and then there were the mesh shorts, which yeah. which I don't think I, I they, they were probably on the radar when you were on last year. But but I I don't even think it was something that we mentioned. You know, was was that something that kind of like were those kind of bubbling in your in in your brain? And and did did that happen quicker than some of the other things that that you've been working on and developing? Yeah, the the mesh shorts were the the quickest product that we took from ideation to launch. So in in October we hadn't begun working on them yet. I I think they were kind of a thought. A lot of customers had reached out to us with interest in, in mesh shorts and right. making mesh shorts. And we got the first pattern um, Christmas Eve. I remember it because I was outside um, our pattern maker, one of our pattern makers who did those in downtown. And it was like a ghost town. It was like 3 p.m. Yeah. on Christmas Eve. And we got the first pattern and it sat on my couch for a couple months, I think, before we had materials to actually make them but it was like seven months i think from when that happened to when they launched so it wasn't it was it was on our mind and on the on the development list but we hadn't begun working on it yeah yeah and seven months is i I mean like from from concept ideation to you know to having them on the website that's that's relatively quick wouldn't you like especially as you know we you, you announced the denim last year in october and that's still essentially, you know, that's still in the works, right? Yeah. The denim, yeah, the denim patterns are set. There's been a few, there's been a few setbacks in that um, kind of logistic things where we had the factory lined up and they had difficulties where they lost their factory and, you know, oh, no. it's trying to okay. pivot. But the, the patterns have been set for a minute, the yeah. zero by zeros, the fits are in, but now it's dialing. Denim's like a whole different animal, you know. I don't know how much you guys work with it. Not, not, not at all. And 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 it's something that we at Howler have have talked about wanting to get into, but we feel like we need like a guide, you know. Yeah. Like like what we've talked about is 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 honestly trying to like collaborate with somebody that knows denim, like a brand that that already is is doing it, because it's such a difficult kind of beast to tackle on your own. Um, and you know, we do a lot of development and production overseas. And, and, and there are, there are spots over there that like, that know what they're doing, but really it's like, I feel like if you're starting from scratch, us is, and, and specifically California is, is kind of the, the spot where you want to be, um, to kind of, to get the ball rolling on, on doing denim. Yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to be here. We we're fortunate to have an entirely local supply chain. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, the denim's Japanese, but to be able to work with with our suppliers and you know team face to face helps a lot. 
but you know, in the denim, the zero by zero patterns are set, and then you have to develop an individual pattern for each wash. And it's more than just running a shrink blanket and saying, okay, this is shrinking 4% in the length, 5% in the width, apply that. Then you run that sample and you have to circle back and, and then adjust it yeah. individually at each point. Each roll has different shrinkage. And for us, who is a company that's so spec driven, it's been a lot to work with. You know, and I, I'm in the same shoes that you're talking about in, at, at Haller, where you guys are working with it, where, you know, I, I don't come from a company or a design team. So this is all new to me. Right. And I'm fortunate to have a lot of mentors and people who work for us who know what they're doing and are experts in this. But it it's a lot to get to the final product, especially at the level we want it to be at. Yeah. 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 Um, j- just like as a quick aside in, in, in that, in that realm, like it, it, any young people that like want to do the fashion thing, like tech design, that seems to be one of the hardest spots to fill. And just like the, 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 that's a, that's an expertise that like not a lot of people have. Yeah. The, just the, the being able to like build out those patterns and, and, and know how to grade and spec and how fabrics torque and like the graining and, and, and just like that, the whole, like the technical aspect of dealing with, with the way things are sized. That's yeah. such a, it's such a skill set to have. Um, and, uh, and you know, there, there, we've got companies, we've got, uh, some brands moving to Austin, you know, like Chubby's is here now. Huckberry is here now, uh, um, among others that were already here, like outdoor voices and, and howler and like, you know, there, there, there are open positions. I'll just put it that way. You know what I mean? Like on most of those teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, yeah, you're definitely right. It's, you know, our, our tech designer is my first mentor who um, also teaches at Fitum okay. or used to teach at Fitum. Now I think she's, she's too busy in her, her, her um, role at Honest. She's lead design designer at Honest, Jessica Alba's company. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, but I, you're definitely right. It's a very hard position to find. I think part of that is the nature of the position. You know, most people who go into fashion and design are much more creative kind of yeah. types. Yes. And you're asking them to be very analytical, very detail oriented. And, you know, even working, we're fortunate now that like our team that we work with on the product side, they all understand how we like to work and that we're very spec driven and we're very specific in everything from fabric weights to, you know, torque, shrinkage, specs. And, you know, we, we try to work with a very low tolerance in manufacturing. Right. But those are all things that, are very hard to get people on the same page with. Yeah. Yeah. So with the, with the, with something like the mesh shorts, which happen relatively quickly, like how many prototypes fit samples do you, do you go through to dial in a product perfectly like that? A lot. There were, I think there were nine total. I think there were nine prototypes. There were a ton of fittings. We even circled back. Yeah, that's a that's a that's I mean, it's it's honestly like it's it's pretty impressive that that you were able to do nine. You know, that's like <laughs> like and I, I do I, I do credit that a lot to your your domestic supply chain, like you mentioned, um, yeah. where you're not like dealing with with that. You know, we talked a little bit off mic about just the, the FedExing of things back and forth, you know, constantly, which which adds days and weeks to the to the timelines. 
so it's it's really nice to be able to do that you know in your in your backyard basically but um but i mean yeah that, that it's it's also not surprising to hear that number because you know the 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 mesh shorts were something that i a lot uh, is obviously kind of like a trending item a lot of brands are out there doing them um i it I, it it feels very doubtful to me that anybody else did nine versions of them because the fit is so good on those. So, I, I appreciate that. And those were the first item. You know, part of us being able to iterate that fast. Those were the first item that came from our small studio. Okay, which was a studio during COVID. We set up to do um, products like all our all our new products. Like most of our wovens are coming from there. You know, the flannels mm-hmm. are coming from our small studio. The mesh shorts, which I know is a uh, weft knit, not a woven, for all the all the real fabric nerds the, the out there. Tech heads out there. Yeah, <laughs> DM, DM Barrett about that. Um, those those came from our small studio, so we were able to sample, get samples back in like a day, two days. But you know, a lot of those samples were fabric tests. You know, one of the hardest things is when you're getting into something you've never done before is sourcing. And it's so hard. I, I, I don't think people outside the industry understand how hard it is to find good sources for things because everything works so backwards. You can't really Google them. A lot of pages, nope. they, it seems like the the site, their website was built on GeoCities. <laughs> or so, you know, there's like a website counter in the yeah. bottom and you're nope. the 131st visitor. Yeah, it's really it's it's interesting how kind of like opaque it all is yeah you know you really do have to it, it is working backwards it is like very secretive you know the, you, you got to kind of have like a you have to have some type of connection to get somebody to open a door for you basically uh yeah absolutely. It, it, it feels like it's it's very difficult to just kind of you know it's it's not as easy as as firing up alibaba and just typing in like <laughs> you know mesh wide knit mesh no not not at all and it's it you, you're definitely right you have to have like a referral it's almost like a speakeasy or a, right it, you know sometimes it feels like a drug deal where they're like not that i've ever done that or barrett's ever done that for the feds <laughs> listening i've heard so you know it's like they're you're, you're like hey i'm pat allen from uniform los angeles i got your number from this guy we're looking to do this and even then they're like looking at you side eyes when you meet up yeah. i don't know what they think we're gonna do but they're so suspicious until you do business with them yeah yeah well that's i mean i told you that you should take off the the boo bear logo from your business card but you just wouldn't you wouldn't listen to me <laughs> it's credibility barrett it's credibility <laughs> but i was gonna say to your question earlier you know, we got to what we thought was the final fit sample of the mesh shorts pretty quick. I think yeah. it was like fourth sample or fifth sample, and we were ready to release it. And, you know, we have a thread in Style Forum. Shout out to the guys in Style Forum. Yep. We couldn't do this without you. I appreciate you. That's where I met you, Barrett. Um, you know, last podcast, we mentioned them, and my connection was glitching out so much that I didn't really hear what you said when you mentioned them. So. Uh-huh. I didn't get to give them the the proper shout out, but we got within four or five samples, we got to what we thought was the final fit. And I think it has seven inch inseam and other things. And the overwhelming feedback we yeah. got was this is not it. Right. So we had to go yeah, back to the drawing short. board, like decrease the inseam. And that's where a lot of those, those samples came from. We're yeah. getting it right. That's, I mean, it, it's, 
it's pretty awesome to to just for for fans of the brand to to hear a story like that and really fans of any brand i mean it's it's we did talk a little bit about style forum last year just about how there is that that give and take and about how it is like a a a pretty cool community to have especially as you're building a brand um but it's just it that's that's cool that like there was overwhelming or or popular sentiment that's like no we actually think that they should probably be shorter and the designer and the creator like you know is is kind of open-minded and and humble enough to be like all right yeah that maybe you're right yeah so that's um yeah that's that's definitely one of the 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 awesome parts about about uniform is that you know we we feel like we we have a voice in in the development and the design a little bit um you know we Speaking of, we, we we talked about like how how long it takes to kind of dial these things in, responding to 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 feedback from you know from customers and clients and fans uh, with the denim that we mentioned. It, am, am I correct that like you had to audible away from like the initial what were going to be the initial two fits and kind of scale that up to like instead of being a skinny and a slim, basically being like a slim and a straight. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's correct. You know, we started working on it. And again, this was something I knew nothing about early, earlier on. Um, it was like, it was during COVID we were, we were full package with a supplier just for all of our knits, sure. which, you know, it sounds like howler kind of functions like that. We do. Yeah. Right? We're, we're full package as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like within that, there's like somewhat less control and you know, we tried to to go with them to do denim, and it just wasn't a fit. Yep. So the ideation of denim took a very long time, where I was learning a lot from the production side, and it was going to be a skinny, slim, sort of like the Do two, not that aggressively skinny. Right. Uh huh. But that was also what was happening, trending at the time. Absolutely. And you know, the waves of streetwear changed very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time we were coming, you know, to the table with a fit, everyone was, you know, it was the same thing where people were like, this is dead, which, <laughs> you know, we could, we could talk about that. I think there's always a place for a slim. Totally, totally. Streetwear, especially like in, in style forum and among, you know, early adopters of trends or people who are passionate about trends, they get to things very quickly, you know, versus the the mass adoption or laggards you know if you're if you're talking about an adoption bell curve sure or, or whatever it's called yeah so, no and i mean you don't want to like i i totally i'm i'm with you that there is there that there's always room for for a slim uh you know fit especially as as it as it comes to 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 pants um and jeans but it's like you also don't want to kind of be building and building and building and then you release this thing that you've been working on forever and you feel like you're like at the tail end of that that curve you know yeah, what i mean absolutely. and so that's that that's kind of like that is i we, we don't deal with as much of that at howler because we're not quite as like you know we're, we're, we're not a, a a full-on like fashion company like a, like a men's style company there's a we're place ourselves in this kind of outdoor world uh, a lot of our guys are are more you know functional and technical so the 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 winds don't change quite as quickly as as they do with uh, with menswear and streetwear, but um, but yeah, that 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 development time, you want you want it to be long so that you can get every detail and every fit right. But it's like the longer you take, the 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 more risk you run of like, ha- you know, having something fly out the door or or having a missing the the opportunity essentially. Yeah, definitely, and 
to your point, that that's sort of where we landed ourselves. You know, with the slim denim, it was it was it was very slim. And I think coming off initially designing tees for the brand, like way back, like 2014, 2015, everything was slim. I was, you know, I look back at pictures and I'm like, that looks like a baby tee on you, <laughs> you know, by today's standards. Yeah, yeah. You you can never win that thing. I mean, no, you can't. Still- I'm I like yeah. I, I'm I was thinking about this earlier this week, like like. Uh, with the with the t-shirt specifically i'm like am i gonna look back in like five years and be like why were my t-shirts so big but it it, it you know at least it's not I, I don't know there there's i hope that we're kind of playing within like an arena that is it's it's relatively narrow um you know there's there's still a spectrum there's still a range but it's like feels like a pretty good one you know it's not like we're it's not like i think back to like tall tees like 2002 yeah. you know that was yeah. like crazy. The t-shirt yeah. down your knees. That was a whole. There, there. Pr- prior to that, there weren't t-shirts down to your knees. You know. Yeah, it was a very exaggerated silhouette. Exactly. Like, yeah, silo exactly. Wider. Like yeah. you know, we're, we're with the with the boxy tees right now. We're just kind of referencing stuff that was already kind of popular in the in the '90s, essentially. So it's 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 kind of a reiteration of of something that was already popular was like you think about like a tall tee or like a jinko denim it was like those were you know extreme exaggerations of of proportion and those are the things that tend to like look funniest i i think uh you know when you go down the future a little bit um you know i i struggle most with denim with that where you see like the wide leg denim i i, I me personally I, I, I'm not saying a straight or a little bit, you know, baggier denim. I'm talking about like very wide sort of, you know, like what you see on the upper upper scope of what Acne's doing as far as yeah, sil- uh-huh, silhouettes uh-huh. for very wide denim. Yep. And it's it's hard for me to like I, I don't personally at this point in time find those very appealing. I, I, I don't think so either. And I, I think that, you know, ac- Acne is a is such an interesting brand to me because like so much I love so much of what they do, and at the same time, I feel like half their line is like super directional. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't feel like there are a lot of brands that that kind of like play in both. You know, there's you there there's like it, it's like either APC or Ragabone, or it's like Rick Owens. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and so they so they they. I I do feel like it's very Scandinavian though, because another brand, if I'm thinking about brands that that are our contemporaries of acne that kind of do the same thing. It's like those other Swedish and Norwegian brands like, uh, our legacy or sunflower or Seifer, um, which, which kind of do some wonky stuff that, that looks very runway, but it's also like, you know, some of it is, is pretty wearable as well. What's um, your take as someone who, you know, is in this space as, as a designer and also very much as enthusiast on, brands that sort of do both you know we're talking about acne mm-hmm. uh, brands that offer you know a cut like I, I believe it's called the river which is slim and then they have you know those year cuts where it's like the 1996 right various years that i'm i'm spacing right now do you feel like for the consumer that's confusing or how do you yeah that that's a good question um i, I don't think that I, you, I, I, I get the feeling that Acne thinks about their customer and, a, and basically designs in their mind with the knowledge that anybody shopping at Acne 
is somebody that is an enthusiast and like understands like the spectrum of fits that may be popular like within the fashion world at any given moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like just from everything from like their marketing to their studio photo shoots to their product shots, everything about it just like says like, you know, kind of a Zoolander-esque capital F fashion in a way. You know, like it's it's very Mugatu in that yeah. in, in in just like their their ethos essentially. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I I think that 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 they just design, you know, kind of with the with within the framework of like whoever's shopping acne, especially on our website at or in our stores, like understands this variety of this this offering. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like it's on it's almost more on the Mr. Porters and the essences of the world to like pick and choose and, and craft a, a, you know, a buy essentially, and then put that in front of maybe somebody who's like a step down from shopping in the acne store Yeah, to kind of like, to, to say, you know, the river, the river fit fits in with, you know, this tailored flannel and like this bomber jacket, you're 1991, fit it's like you know we're pairing this with like the vetmon hoodie and the balenciaga tire boots or whatever it is yeah so it's it's much more curated to curated each yeah fit. yeah yeah um but that's yeah it's a it, it's a good question i it's um they're 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 pretty singular i think as in a brand though that does kind of dance between like the two sides a little bit yeah, and I, I think there's like an irreverence to them. Yep. As as a brand, you know, like they have those those faces or the emojis. I don't know what they're calling them on so many things for a while. Yeah. Yeah. When it's right, absolutely, and it's like they're. I think about like a the the signature acne item, and it's probably that like super chunky cuffed beanie. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's which is like it's 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 exaggerated in itself, um, and it and it's square in the middle of it is that the straight faced. I think they just call it the face, the face collection. Yeah, <laughs> faced. Um, so, what's the? Uh, can you give us an update on on release for 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 denim after after our conversation about it? Oh, or is it still still TBD? We're we're working as fast as we can right now. Like we were hoping before the end of the year to to debut it um but it's probably going to be after the first of the year yeah i hate to give like hard release dates don't give hard we, release dates yeah don't don't we, we I'm, I'm not asking you for that i just okay just a little ballpark you know yeah we do want to you know it's important to us we're working to get back in the studio after every release with like e-com shoots yeah. so that people can understand more like how this looks on model you know, to this day, I think there's one shot with an artist tee on uh-huh. a model. Yeah. And it's, it's been out for two weeks, a year and a half. <laughs> I, I don't know how long it's been out, but we, you know, things move so fast that we're fortunate in that regard. But it also, it's something we would like to get back to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I understand you're, you're in the studio with, with the sandpaper, you know, just, just distress, hand distressing every every pair of denim right so it's 100 100 percent. it takes time yeah your your mind's gonna explode when you see the uh the uh what's it 
the the waffle what are those called the uh the uh the the, the honeycombs the, the honeycombs <laughs> the honeycombs the fades <laughs> the fa- denim's catching fades <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i can't wait to do a uh a beach wash in them <laughs> that austin beach wash yeah 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 i'm just gonna run right into the lake <laughs> <laughs> Um, thinking about these new items, the denim, the flannels, I, I'm, I I wanted to ask you a little bit about like the, the, the mindset behind the business model that, that I'm, I'm not sure that you're doing purposely or, or, um, it's just kind of a byproduct of, of the, uh, of the success you're having. But, you know, you think about the artist tee and the mesh shorts, which I think were kind of like the, the giant runaway successes, uh, of the past year. You're at supreme levels now, like, I, like, like guys are, are building bots to, uh, to make sure they cop, uh, the, the next, the next colors of, of the artists and the, the mesh shorts. It, is that, are you happy with that? Like, is, is it the goal to sell out in minutes like that? Or are you simply like unable, it, you're projecting and then the growth is just like blowing it out of the water every time we're certainly not unhappy with it. You yeah. know, anytime you sell out that fast, you know, it's, it's a great, great moment for the brand, but totally. It's it not, feels, it feels awesome to, to, yeah. Yeah. The, the first mesh short drop was completely surreal. Um, for me, for us, yeah. you know, because it was something, you know, when you work on something for so long, the way we do, which is sort of like iterate on an item. And while there's a number that we're iterating on simultaneously, you're so close to it. Yeah. Then by the time you put it out, you're like, ah, I don't know, because you're so in the weeds. And like, I don't know if you guys get like this or how you feel about it. But in the end, we're going back and forth over like a quarter of an inch to three eighths of an inch on the back rise, you know, or like shifting the back pocket a quarter of an inch. Like you're so in the minutia of an article yeah. or, you know, this color has a bit of like a reddish undertone. You get so in the minutia of it that you kind of can't see the big picture until you step away. And, you know, when we dropped the mess shorts, I, w- I was like, well, they're good. They're really, really good. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see, you know, and I'm, um, my phone's on do not disturb like 24 hours a yeah. day, uh-huh. but especially on a drop, you know, cause all the alerts for sales come to my phone and emails. Sure. And, you know, it was upside down and I'm trying to get everything ready for the drop. And I think we posted, we posted early links in style form for that one. You did. Yeah. 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 Which we caught all sorts of flack about (laughs) from everyone not in style forum (laughs) because by the time they dropped officially, they were sold out or almost sold out or sold out in sizes. Um, but that was, that was hugely surprising to me because I, I, I knew they, I thought they were good, but you're so close to it. You're like, I don't know, man. Like I will see, you know, and anytime you put something that you created out in the world, it's a vulnerable experience. You know, you want it to be well-received. You hope it's well-received, but like you ultimately don't know until the market sees it. So to your question about are, are we like breeding false scarcity? Is that the business model? Or is this just a demand thing? It's largely, it's wholly a demand thing. Like we're not, we don't breed like false scarcity. It's not like our plan to be scarce or misleading or make demand look like it exists where it doesn't. It's, 
there's a few things I think converging when you see that happening. One is we operate largely still under um, the lean startup business model, right? Where we spend a lot of time trying to, our best to perfect things, which goes a little against that ideology. But we try so hard to perfect things that, that and then put them out in the world and get feedback from them. You know, so we're not running. It, the goal is not to run insane amount of units first it's to put it out and get feedback you know but sometimes that feedback is overwhelmingly positive and and the market really wanted that and then we try to respond to it by putting it out again but by the time we put it out again we're basing it on the demand that we felt last time and increasing the demand which is now (laughs) eclipse that so that's sort of where it's coming from and you know, like from right now, one of our biggest problems is logistics is finding spots in, in Los Angeles or Vernon or, you know, adjacent areas to hold all our products, production, pre-production and things like that. So there is an element of us that needs to, to move product fairly quickly due to like size limitations. Yeah. But it's something we're trying our best to deal with. Um, you know, because we don't, we want to bring new customers on, and I think new customers see something like the artist tee or the mesh shorts, and they're like, "I'm going to get that." It drops Friday. I'll check in. Yeah, you know, Friday night, and by then it's gone. Right. It's kind of like you, you, uh, you, you know. I, I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I imagine that it's like this balancing act, right? Because it'd be great if I could tell somebody about this, you know. The wash black artist tee, right? Like you basically yeah. couldn't have enough of those. You want to be able to tell somebody about it and have them go pick one up. But at the at, at the same time, it's like it is you, you know, like you said, like it it's not always beneficial, especially for a small company, to have stocks just sitting, especially yeah. if you don't have a place to put it. <laughs> yeah, and that you know that's the balance we're trying to. As we continue to to acquire new customers to scale up, we need to do a better job of striking a balance of having stock and, you know, projecting the right numbers so that we're not sitting on a ton of units that take a long time to move, you know, so it is because, you know, in fashion, I think one of the worst things you can do is over and you see so many brands do it is overproduced to where it essentially devalues the product. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, you know, you've, you've, I think the next, the, just based on the buzz that, that we see on the forum, you, you've got flannels and denim, which I think are really like kind of garnering the, what, what seem to be the same level of, of, of kind of fervor as, as the shorts and the artist tees do. Now I, I ex- expect that those will be different animals because they're naturally higher priced items as well. But, um, you know, with the, with the artist tee and the shorts, I think that, you know, you talk about how good it feels to like put something out and have the feedback be so, so positive and, and have the reception just be kind of overwhelming, like, and so good. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's kind of like validation that, that you nailed like a void in the market, right. That there was something missing that, that we weren't able to get how we wanted to get it and, and, and you served it. So it's like, are you, do you, going forward with these kind of upcoming products that might do a similar thing is there like pressure you feel you feel like the weight of it now to like 
get something right, to get something so perfect, have it be what everybody wants and have it at like this approachable price level that, that you're kind of known for right now? Yeah, I think, I, I think it's, it's definitely hard to balance those things. I, and there is, there's more eyes that, than ever on the brand now, you know, so there's more, we have more attention. Um, I think I get so caught up in the day to day that I don't really think about that until we release, you know, providing value to our customer is the sole purpose of the brand. So, you know, I'm obsessed with that. Our team is obsessed with that is how do we deliver the best product, you know, not for this price point, but the best product and offer it to our customers at an accessible price point. So there are pressures with those items, especially because the way that we're making them is very expensive. You know, with the flannels and stuff is they're, they're running, they're made in Japan. And then to do the construction that we're doing, which is, you know, single needle construction on a essentially button up t-shirt is super expensive because the infrastructure is no longer in Los Angeles or the United States to do that. Most of that infrastructure has been moved to China or Asia or other places where you can do it much cheaper. Right. So to answer your question, that you know, I'm definitely, I, I do feel pressure to that point, but only because I want to make sure we nail it for our customers. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, no fear about, uh, about the first time some, somebody accuses you of, uh, of price of the of price inflation? Oh, uh, not really. You know, I guess it's a uh, like with anything. I try to approach it as this will be a learning experience. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure the day will come if it hasn't already. Um, I don't know if you could hear that. Someone's. Uh, it sounds like someone's bike's getting stolen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but, I, I, I maybe just heard like the backing up of a truck. But uh, I'm just. I'm waiting for the Cucaracha fruit man to come around. Like you did we got a couple. Time. We got a couple more hours. Dude. Give me your order now, and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll be first in line. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I I don't know. I don't. I think that I'm so busy and wrapped up that you know, if we miss, then I always try to be accountable, and I try to build a team that's accountable. Yeah. You know, and if we can do better, then certainly I want to address that and do better. So, you know, I'm sure those accusations will come one day, and when they do. <laughs> We'll deal with them, but until then, I have no fear of of that happening. Speaking of 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 the growth and and the team and just like acquiring customers, I was curious, you know, and and, and this relates to like the accessibility of your product as well. Have have you had stores, local or national or, or national, like beating down your door to to wholesale your product yet? We do have stores. Um, we actually we've been sold in in a few stores. Is that right? Okay. Um, but essentially, the stores kind of have the same product. I, I think a lot of stores don't know what to make of us because the brand is is the business model is direct to consumer. Right. 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 Yeah, to- totally. That does, no, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're yeah. you're able to do what you do because you're direct to consumer. I, I I I think is a valid assumption, right? Yeah, and that doesn't preclude us from selling to stores, but. I think a lot of times they don't know what to make of us because the margins aren't going to be there like they are for other brands. Right. And we're willing to sell to them if it's, if it's a good fit. Um, and we feel like their customer would vibe with it, but it's hard for us to supply stores because we can't even supply our customers. Yeah. 
yeah at this point so there's been interest you know there've been interest from big people as well but you know it's it's trying to make the right choices for us as to as a brand that's not built to wholesale how do we approach these things you yeah. know because you know when a large you know a large boutique or i guess department store approaches you or you know starts to have interest in you you kind of have to figure out what's that look like with those numbers how do we strategically position to do this is this the best move so right. it's something we're open to if it's the right fit but it's not a priority for us yeah and it's it's a constantly changing landscape too because it it it's uh just the wholesale it's a, it's a lot like having investors that you're like suddenly somewhat beholden to right and yeah. i just i think about a a brand like uh like Amelie Leondor that clearly saw the you know the 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 pros of of wholesaling their stuff for many seasons and then you know two seasons or whatever it was ago was basically like oh nope this doesn't make sense anymore and just pulled out of every single wholesale account that they had and it yeah. was and i imagine that it was a similar almost like the reverse of 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 what you were saying where it's like they probably looked at their numbers saw that they could move all of the product themselves and were like well why would we give it to all these stores when 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 we can move it all through our direct channel so it through our direct channels so it's it's definitely right it's just it's uh it's one of those things that that has a lot of pros but also a lot of cons yeah and it it adds a it adds a good amount if you're essentially set up to wholesale it adds a good amount to the retail cost of your item yep and you know for us we made a conscious choice we felt that I felt that the best position for us to be in is the position we're in now. And I felt like that is, this is the future of streetwear. Yeah. And it's hard to pivot and, you know, add a retail price to it, which adds a, a, a large margin to the cost when the majority of our customers would not be seeing any benefit of it, you yeah. know, and yeah. I would love, I would love, I think we would do very well in, you know, national boutiques stores etc but we have to make that that decision is this worth it given the extra price you know and i think the workaround for that is to you know the goal is to open our own stores eventually when we're able to stabilize more and you know things change yeah yeah absolutely all right well pat um we're gonna take a quick break to hear about your favorite sponsor uh, and then when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll dive into some of this, uh, the new goodies that you sent me to take a look at. Perfect. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by another rule breaker. We got Pat out here at uniform. He's just, he's tearing down walls. He's breaking all the rules. He's, he's bringing us the best product in the game. Well, the best wine in the game is also a sponsor of club. Cool wine is like fine art. It can be good. It can be bad. And every once in a while, it can be truly transcendent introducing the Prisoner Wine Company. Pat, you picked up a couple bottles of The Prisoner for yourself. I'm using my own code for 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 holiday gifts out here. Guess who loves? Guess who also loves Prisoner? My mom. So if you have a mom, you should also get them Prisoner. Trust me, they're going to love it. Here's what happened: like 20 years ago, the Prisoner Wine Company decided to combine some of California's best and most unusual grape varieties to make a bold and complex blend, aka their namesake wine. The Prisoner Red Blend. 
I really I, I I told a couple of personal anecdotes about times when um you know when I've when I've had the 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 pleasure of experiencing the prisoner, and I just I keep thinking of more. Uh, one, a, a couple of years ago, we were uh, we we were at a, a fantasy draft, our live fantasy draft, me and a bunch of my college friends, and we were at this um you know this this cool little divey bar in the middle of Central Texas, you know mostly like margaritas and cheap beers, but they also had prison uh, had magnums of the prisoner wine. Guess what we were ordering? Magnums of the prisoner. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can find those on the website as well. It was a great evening. Um, they can, they, they can ship straight to you, all of their rule bending blends. And so if you're, you know, maybe you like something that's a, that's a little bit more specific. They have that as well. There's prisoner Chardonnay, there's the thorn Merlot, there's a Pinot Noir I saw on there. So they've got a little bit of something to suit everybody's taste. The wine is fantastic. And this is a great deal. Check this out. Go to the prisonerwine.com slash CLB cool. So that's club cool, but you drop the U. Theprisonerwine.com slash CLB cool for 20% off plus shipping included on your first purchase. And by the way, you talk about the holidays, you talk about gift. This wine just looks awesome. The bottle is heavy. It's got artwork. The label uh, is was done by by an artist named Francisco Goya. You think France Pat, you think Francisco Goya will design some club cool merch? For me, I, ho- I hope so. Now that they're sponsoring, I they I just have I can text Francisco, can't I? Uh, absolutely, I think you made it with the prisoner prisoner sponsorship. <laughs> I've, I've, this is it's it's a feather in my cap. I've been telling everybody that I can that that yeah, guess who's sponsoring Club Cool? The the freaking prisoner. Um, and so you listeners, Club Cool listeners, the cool kids out there, y'all got to jump on this once again. Go to theprisonerwine.com slash CLB cool for 20% off plus shipping included on your first purchase. Get it in time for the holidays. This is the best deal that they have ab- available. Get 20% off plus shipping included at the prisonerwine.com slash CLB cool offer valid on first time online orders only for us residents of legal drinking age through December 31st, 2021. Other exclusions may apply. Please enjoy wines responsibly. Rebate requests from alcoholic beverage retailers, wholesalers, or anyone sus- suspected of submitting fraudulent requests will not be honored or returned. Limit one offer per household, name, or address. For more information, contact customer service at theprisonerwinecompany.com. Please enjoy wines responsibly. All right, Pat. A um, few more things, and uh, and then then I'll let you let you get back to it, and I'm going to go home and drink some Prisoner. Yeah, dude, I, w- I didn't know how much you wanted me to chime in, but it's legit my favorite wine. Dude, Absolutely. it's I'm not I'm not joking. This the prisoner is an awesome awesome wine that I've never popped open a bottle of prisoner and not had somebody be like, "Damn, this is good." Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I like I I rarely drink these days, maybe like once a year, but if someone had a bottle of prisoner wine, I would absolutely You'd have be a glass. indulging. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Just one glass probably, but I would absolutely <laughs> I mean, that's what gets me is the, the, the expensive champagne or the nice red wine. Yeah, yeah. And it's legit my favorite. <laughs> Mine's supposed to come today. I was hoping it, I could run out and get it while you were... Uh, oh, that's that's some fast shipping too then if it's coming today. You're, you're pitching, yeah. I was, I was trying to check it, but I don't see... I need to switch phones. I have a new iPhone over there. I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time to deal with that right now. Um, 
All right. So next week is Thanksgiving. That means it's also Black Friday. Do do you feel obligated to like participate in the the whole Black Friday thing as as the owner of a brand, uh, you know, in this day and age? Um, I, yeah, I think so. I think it's a good chance. Like we, as a brand, we don't do sales, right? You know, we're, we're during COVID we did one and you know, every black Friday we do. So I think it's a, a, a good opportunity to give back to our customers and allow them to get a better deal on our stuff, the best deal yeah. that we're going to offer on our stuff. Right. So I like to do it. You know, it's a good chance to give back. And you, you, you know, always say, have say such a positive you. outlook on 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 everything, Pat. I try to get you to, to be negative and pessimistic about one thing, and I, I can't. I can't. Get I, you didn't, to. I didn't catch the cues. <laughs> Randy, rewind the tape. <laughs> um. So, so 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 we've got that next Friday. It, any special product releasing? Do I anything in this box about to come out? It is not. Okay, we are so we got to wait just... a little bit longer for that. We're, we're breaking. Yeah, we're breaking with, you know, with supply. And I know we talked about this pre-show and uh, you've touched on it on the, on the, the pod before, but you know, with supply chains, the way they are and everything, our costs are going through the roof, which we're trying to manage. So yeah, we opted not to do a release this year on black Friday, but we'll be offering a discount. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, so I, we, we talked a little bit about the flannels. I've got both of those here. I, I, you know, I, I've, I'm not sure. Uh, you told me that that fit was not quite right on these things. Yeah, but not... um, but the fabric and 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 everything about them is is feeling really cool. Uh, I I wanted to 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 hop on over here to two things. I've got what I believe is a French Terry artist tee. That is correct. Yes, and I've also got. Remind me what the long how how heavy the lo- the long sleeve one is here. The white one. That's fourteen ounces. So fourteen ounces. The, yeah, those are both samples. That um, that the white is not a finalized sample. The black is the black is more or less finalized. Okay. So we 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 spoke to this a little bit last year. We talked about this like this kind of this clamoring, um, in in streetwear, especially for stuff that's heavy, heavyweight, mm-hmm. high ounce. You know, fear of God does the thirty-two ounce sweatpants and. And John Elliott has done 26 ounce and you're doing 22 and 24 ounce and everybody's putting GSMs and ounces on there. And it's just, it's, um, it, this is not going away. And it's it's, it's so much, so much so that you have, you've just now said, fuck it. We're doing a, a French Terry artist tee. I won't lie to you, Pat. I've never been a fan of short sleeve sweatshirts, which is what I thought this was when I pulled it out. And it sort of is, but it's also not. And I tried it on, and it's actually pretty dope. Yeah, that that um, that kind of came out of out of nowhere. I'm with you. I would never. I would in the past would never be like I'm going to buy a short sleeve sweatshirt tee. Yeah. I, I guess if you want to call it that. But that was a fabric we we developed um, that's wider. I believe it's 17 ounces. I should have looked in my notes. 18 ounces, but it's on a wider fabric, and felt like the properties that it 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 exhibited were perfect for essentially like a heavyweight tea. Yeah, yeah, that's I I I appreciate it cuz it's like almost meta at this point with with the 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 way that the heavyweight thing is going. Like this is like, you know, it it's it's um it's almost like self-referential that it's 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 such a heavy it will be such a heavy tea. But yeah. uh but I think it's it's I like that you kept the details on it very much a T. 
very much a t-shirt. You know, you didn't do like the little, like the V, the V stitching at the neck or anything like that. It's not, uh, it's not ribbed. Um, it doesn't have like a ribbed hem or anything like that. So it very much fits like a boxy tee. It's just cut from French Terry. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Feedback on that's been from the fit models has been overwhelmingly positive. You know, and it looks really good because it is a little heavier. It gives very clean lines. Right. Right. You know, and it, it, it's, it drapes less than yeah, it's got some than, structure to it. Yeah. than the original artist tee. So it looks, it looks very clean when you're wearing it. Yeah. And I think from afar, you wouldn't say, Hey, that guy's wearing a sweatshirt. Right. Tee. Right. Yep. No, I don't, I don't think so either. Okay. So then the 14 ounce, what is this just regular cut? Co- is this just hundred percent cotton? You, you've just gone up to 14 ounce in it. Yeah. That's a hundred percent cotton in a, um, in a wider, in a, uh, I always get mixed up how to say this. In a lower thread count, it basically in a thicker thread. Okay. So the thread is super, super thick. Um, that is a sample. That's not the finalized product. But essentially, it's like a chunky knit that we developed. Um, sort of the idea kind of came from like a thrift store tee that you would you would pull from like the 80s. Or, you know, maybe we had growing up in middle school, high school. Yeah. And just love the idea. It's a brand new silhouette. Okay. Um, Name still TBD because that's how we do it around here. <laughs> but it's it's a brand new silhouette. It's sort of a hybrid between the vintage tee and the artist tee that we felt complements that fabric yeah. the best. But I'm super excited about that one. Those are in production now. Cool. They look amazing with the nylon shorts that are on the way yes. that you yeah. you yeah, have you, the you, first sample yep. of. So tell me how these these nylons how how do these compare to the to the mesh short as far as like, you know, kind of intention and fit. Are they, are they similar? Are they kind of that shorter inseam? Yeah, they're shorter inseam. So those, what you have is, is the first sample. Um, wanted to make something that was, you know, just to add to the DNA. They're not the same fit as the mesh shorts, but they are a little boxier, mm-hmm. you know, a little more streetwear oriented, not oversized, you know, not exaggerated in their boxiness. Right. Um, but you know, wanted to build something that paired with a 14 ounce tea that was easy, breezy. And when I felt, you know, the, felt the, the fabric when we were shopping around to get into nylons, it was just something that I was really excited about making. I'm so excited about how the product's turning out, you know, and we talked last year about designing in a couple of different silhouettes and that would be the boxier nylon shorts. We are working on a more fitted pair of nylon shorts for, you know, the guy who wants to wear like the classic cruise right. and a little bit slimmer silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that, that, that that's how you've been rolling with, with kind of the, you know, offering both essentially and, and, and letting, letting the consumer kind of pick which, you know, which direction they want to, they want to go with and, and, and kind of mixing and matching or kind of sticking with one or the other. So. Um, it'll, it'll be cool to see, to, ha- to have options there as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, the nylon stuff is big. The, the elastic waist shorts, obviously not going anywhere. Um, it's something that, you know, that we've been moving, moving towards at Howler, uh, having a, a, a few options of, of stuff like that as well. So, you know, it's even trickling down into the, to the outdoor space. Um, hats. I saw a hat posted on your Instagram. Yeah. Hats. We have a, uh, an elevated trucker in the works. We're trying to get the fit dialed in perfectly. Yeah. The idea behind that was, you know, my hair is, is perpetually unruly. 
you have you have you have great locks, Barrett. <laughs> so you don't know the struggle. But us, us curly girls, it's just you never know. Waking up, I always have to run in meetings, and I've always wanted a trucker hat that I love the fit of, and have never been able to really find it. Yeah, and really felt like it complements everything that's coming out. So it's something like I was very excited about. And for the past few months, I've just been like obsessed with this idea and, you know, trying out all different truckers and from that, just like wanting to build our own. So we had the, you know, we made partnerships with, with uh, a hat maker here who is, is very, very, does very well. Um, and started making moves into that. So it's still in development, but it's coming. Okay, cool. Um, I, 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 one other kind of product category I wanted to uh, to pick your brain on. I, I think that as part of the denim, you've got a trucker jacket, a trucker jacket, a denim jacket coming out. That is correct. That's yes. still that's still okay. Um, as far as moving further into outerwear, I'm sure that it's something you want to do. And I think l- last year you kind of mentioned like wanting to do maybe like a top coat, something like that, tailoring. I wanted to see if, if, if that was still kind of like the direction that you would head in first. Uh, so I've got, I've got some options here. Like what, what do you think is kind of calling your name, calling the brand? You think it's still that kind of top coat, overcoat, tailoring look? Would it be something more technical, maybe down, functional, that type of thing? Or would, or have you thought about leather at all? Which, which one of those is like an area you want to go to, or you can say all of them. Yeah, I think, I mean, I would be interested, honestly, I'm interested in all of those and different, different aspects. I think where we'll move first is probably leather, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just because sourcing wool is going to be a longer lead time to where we, we've made, we're already making moves in that direction. So we already have the leather supplier. Okay. We've been shopping, you know, to make a couple different silhouettes of leather jackets I would absolutely love to make a car coat, you know, or an overcoat, a top coat. Um, so it's still on the on the longer, longer term timeline. And you know, I love down vests. I want to make a down vest. I want to make a down coat. Yeah. You know, and have it be very clean. Have the silhouette be very nice, so it complements everything. So all of those. But I think we'll probably debut leather first just okay. because we've already made inroads to where with the wool, we, you know, we'd probably have to go back to, to, we really focus on like the supply, yeah. the, the fabric and the, the supply side. Okay. Um, can I get, can I, can you make me a pair of leather pants, Pat? 100%. What <laughs> silhouette are you thinking? Like, uh, like that's something where I, where I feel like I want, you know, a, just a like a slim, a classic slim. Do you have any leather pants? So I, I we talked about this on the podcast a few weeks ago. I I recently acquired a pair of vegan leather pants. Okay, I'm 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 unsure on them as as of yet, but I also haven't had an opportunity to really to really you know flex them out. Are they black? What they're slim, black. They 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 are they're like a I think the the colorway is called like a coffee brown, so it's a really okay. deep brown. Um, and it's, they're they're more of like a, I'd call it a straight leg. It's a slim straight, but like, but, but, but as, as far as like a wardrobe staple, what I, what I have always just kind of like wanted is like, you know, the, uh, you know, like black leather, slim straight, nothing, nothing crazy skinny. Like, uh, you know, I don't want it to be a jogger or anything like that, but 
looks good with with boots and 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 Jordan ones, basically. I'd I'd love to see some fits, Barrett. I want to see uh, just the try on <laughs> while you're working up the uh, confidence to, okay. to pull pull the trigger on date night or yeah, that concert. Yeah. yeah, I'll 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 drop uh I'll I'll drop <laughs> I'll drop one in for you. Uh, yeah, I would love to see it. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not something that initially I, I I'm super just because I you know I tend to I tend to design from my perspective. You, you, know, you and, need to be wearing more leather pants then, Pat. That just needs to be yeah. your, you know, you're going around all these meetings. You're they're they're looking at you, they're giving you the side eye. They're not sure if they want to let you into the nylon factory. Well, guess who they're letting in? The guy wearing leather pants. That guy. One hundred percent. That guy gets in everywhere. He does. <laughs> I don't know. It's something I after seeing your your uh after seeing your fits, I may reconsider. Okay. Completely. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell you, I'm gonna sell you on it. All right, I'm into. I'm open to. I'm. I always try to be open minded about everything. <laughs> all right, man. That's that. That's all I have for you. And anything else that we want that you needed to talk about, we needed to to, to cover on on the new product here. Um, I, I there's so much of it. I can't. I mean, I I know you're like, I, I you're you're dealing with the logistics and and the growth and all that. I can't wait till we get like a few things dropping at once. You know, so I can get a, a whole a whole ass fit going, whole ass kit in one drop. We're hoping we're hoping that's the next drop for holiday okay. uh, that we'll be able to do that. We're trying to get the 14 ounce tees out with, you know, we didn't talk about it, but we have you mentioned it, but we have 27 ounce uh, French Terry. That's our development. Yep. Um, half zip coming, right? That's exciting. Yeah, we got the half zip. We have an oversized hoodie. We have a new sweatpants silhouette that that's boxier, uh, baggier, a little looser than anything we have. Super excited about all those. They look great together. Down the road, there's going to be a 27-ounce short silhouette. Okay. We just are still working on getting it dialed in so the silhouettes make sense. But super excited about that. Hope to have those soon. And, you know, to your point, the last thing I'll say is, you know, we always try to approach weight as like a functional thing. Mm -hmm. Like making the weight so it it doesn't feel – it does. you know, like with heavyweight artist T, like, bringing weight in to where it's functional and our guys love it because they, you know, it feels sturdy and quality. And I think guys generally gravitate towards weightier things. Yeah. I mean, they, they certainly right now, they, they, that's, that's definitely like what, you know, just what feels good in, 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 in the hand. Um, and it just, it's, it's just a reflection, I think of, 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 uh, of what we're looking for right now, which is, which is that kind of like, we want to feel quality. We want to feel durability, and then it just fits with 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 where other things are going as well. With the slightly looser pants, silhouettes, and oversized hoodies, and and all of that. So, yeah. But other than that, man, I just want to say thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you to the Club Cool community. Shout out Style Forum. Yeah, Phil Phil Bataya. Shout out Sharon Phil. Bat- we miss you. We I'm going to pour out half my prisoner wine that's arriving today <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, thank, thank you, Pat. Uh, really nice of you to, to to lend us your time here this afternoon. And um, yeah, thanks to thanks to our sponsor today, the Prisoner Wine Company. Go check them out. Support the podcast. Um, and we'll be back soon. We'll be back next week. I hope. Pat, thank you once again. Thank you to everybody listening. We'll see you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>